0: mean some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: There, Philly, the goal pushed Philly Huddersfield, town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town.
0: Steve Simonson's boots
2: now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted... The Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield town legend. And he takes that
3: chance! Oh, we do like to be beside the seaside. Oh, we do like to be beside the sea. Unless, of course, that seaside is Bournemouth, then it can write f- right off. Having lost seven of the last nine visits, a trip to the South Coast was probably as welcome as going on Twitter on Saturday night to be greeted by numerous videos of Paul Skull sucking his daughter's toes. Thankfully, our panel are all wearing socks this evening, and so we welcome episode 120 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Joining me, Matt Shaw, this week with his bucket and spade, it's Simon Copland, and dipping his toes in the sea of the main review pod once again. It's that time of year where there is frost in the air, so we welcome back Brady. How are we doing, guys?
0: Good, thanks, mate. I wish I had put my head in the sand when I saw that Paul Scholes video come up. Thanks for bringing that back
3: into painful existence for me. Um, It's burnt on my retinas. Is That is horrible. But anyway, uh, thanks for stepping in. Uh, Cozzy obviously wanted to watch his Sunday evening, so Cozzy wanted to watch Spanish football. Uh, Poser is having some sort of party, mentioned, in the sauna where they drop the keys in a bowl or something and then walk in. I'm not sure what that's about. Uh, And Phil said he'd do this whilst forgetting he was in the lakes this evening. Whilst I actually been in the lakes when he said he'd do it. So there we go. So, <laughs> so welcome, guys. Thanks for stepping in. And as always, we step into the sponsor of the show, and that is Magic Rock Brewing. So, uh, thank you again to Magic Rock for sponsoring the episode. And remember, you can get all your uh, ales and goodness online at magicrockbrewing.com. Uh, you get a 10% discount if you mention us. aht. What is it, Brady? Hey, HTTC10. Then that's it. We've mentioned this a couple of times, haven't we? Uh, yeah.
0: you when you write it out.
3: AHTTC10, yeah, for ten percent off and free delivery on orders over forty pounds. So thank you to Magic Rock for sponsoring this episode, right, guys? So, uh, Bournemouth and Huddersfield. So I did a bit of a preview show with Johnny on Radio Leeds, and Johnny uh, Buchanan was like, "Oh, you must be must be thinking playoffs," and I was like, "Whoa, Johnny, ste- you know, steady, you know, settle down, mate." Um, and then he was like, "So if you beat Bournemouth, will you revise?" That and maybe thinking it's like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll we'll talk. If we if we beat Bournemouth and get something against West Brom, etc., you know, the likes, then then we'll talk again. But it doesn't look like we need to talk much in the future. So Bournemouth three, Huddersfield, Town Nil. Nabisar sort of set the tempo, really, or that set the set the game up, didn't he? With that early back pass on his right foot, which was very nervy and unsure, which went straight out for a corner. Uh that kind of like set the tone, Bray, didn't it, for that first half. Huddersfield looked a little bit unsure, a little bit overawed, I think, by by their opponents. And let's be honest, they were pretty good, weren't they?
0: Yeah, they were. Um, Scott Parker said, I think I saw today that was the best half he's seen from Bournemouth this season. Um, I think we we talked about it on the previous show, but last season when we played Bournemouth down there, um, it was such a pivotal moment in the season. Really we lost five nil, and that kind of set the tone for Carlos To then same starting eleven and. Um, you know as a result of that we've got injuries and that's kind of what happened the second half of the season. So it was kind of a, a key game, I think, going into it, not because I expected us to win, but I think it was more how we'd react. And you're right, we didn't start great. Um I'm sure we'll talk about it, but you know, the penalty, you know, again shooting ourselves in the foot. Uh we can analyse how much of a penalty that was, but um It wasn't yeah, I think
3: <laughs> so there well, you go. go it wasn't. It. It wasn't, wasn't. <laughs> gonna well, say. Well, I
0: think it's silly because like Solanke goes back to goal, Turton just kind of swipes at it. And um, I don't know, just a bit just a bit careless for me, really. You know, I know Turton's not uh, the most popular among Huddersfield fans, shall we say, but you th- I could kind of excuse it more if it was um like a youngster like one of the youngsters, but obviously he's an experienced pro. Um, but maybe that's been a bit harsh on him, you know, born for a great team, they're unbeaten. Uh, best start to the season since Sheffield United in 2005-06. So, um, I, I, you know, I, predict, I predicted a defeat on the previous show, 3-1. I just think sometimes you've got to say there's better teams in this league than us. Uh, I don't think it would help themselves, but Bournemouth are a good side and I fully expect them to be to be up there come the end of the
3: season. So, let's talk about that penalty. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't think it's a penalty, but me and you played in goal for years, didn't we, you know, up and down the 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 bottom of the bottom leagues etc didn't we <laughs> and um yeah. if you if bottom you're of the bottom. yeah bottom of the bottom that's me me and thee so but it's really frustrating isn't it when the striker like Brady says the striker's got his back to goal he's going nowhere he's looking for something and you know he's going to look to buy something and and when you defender sort of clumsily dangles a leg out that makes that gives that puts doubt in the referee's mind and then gives the referee a decision to make doesn't it and that and really we can sit here and point fingers all day and there's no you know there's no point you know we'll say uh, but Solanke, for me, went down very easily, but he was given the opportunity to do so by some naive defending, really.
4: Naive's the exact word I would use. Uh, he's going away from goals. as you said. There's no real danger. But Turton forces the referee to make a decision. Um, and some days you'll get those given, some days you won't, but he doesn't need to make contact there. And I think reflection would be we had... Miko De Haney, a very young right-back, last season. And, and we kind of tried to bring in some experience in Turton for these sorts of scenarios. And it probably hasn't, on that evidence at least, kind of worked in our favour. But, um, yeah, really just set the tone for the game, kind of, uh, from then onwards. It was always felt an uphill struggle. And, kind of, as Brady mentioned, really, just the, the gulf in class between the two sides really shone from that point. I think we were unlucky in some respects, but uh, didn't deserve to come away from the game with anything either. Um, Bournemouth will no doubt be up there at the end of the season and we will be very much in the middle of the pack on that evidence. But I think uh, that's better than maybe what we would have thought at the start of the season. So not too bad in, in that context.
3: No, mate. I'm, I'm the same, Brady. I'm the same. Because I'm, I'm sat here and I'm going to say that wasn't a penalty on Solanke. I don't think it was a penalty. I know Turton's dangled his leg out. Danny Ward got uh, flagged offside second half. We can see from the replay he wasn't offside. He was level. Uh, even though, you know, and they say events change games don't they really sort of key moments change games but I think had that not been a penalty and Danny Ward's goal counted I still think we'd have lost that game quite convincingly just because they pretty much pasted us for 60 minutes or so didn't they before we came back into it and I think I think you're right guys I think this is one way you just have to take your medicine isn't it you've been beaten by a better side um there's nothing really much to say is that <laughs> in all honesty it's quite a comprehensive 3-0 it wasn't five like last season did we show improvements from last season in this game? I'm not overly convinced. Um, but we'll move it on slightly. So, really... I, I just think- say, Matt, so I think
4: kind of, for me, what's what's important now is how we respond. So, Brady alluded to it earlier. It was kind of the catalyst for the, the big run, kind of uh, back-to-back defeats, wasn't it, last year, and all the negativity. And we now look ahead and, and kind of, we want a response from the team, ultimately. Mm. Um, and there's some good players in there, and some players who have shown lots of form. And it's important they probably don't dwell on this result. Um, too much said, Bournemouth will be up there, thereabouts, but it'll be much more even games this season that we need to come out on the right side of the results So hopefully, when we don't dwell on too
3: much. No, it's. It, I'm. I'm going to wrap start wrapping the game up now because it's just one of those. I think it's just one of those days, isn't it, where you get beat by a better side and you just have to move on. Um, but I think no, the interesting. Is... Just, just before you do, God, I just one time panel. really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on.
0: Billing, I thought played. Great against us, he does every time now. But that knockdown for the second,
3: um, I was just like, turn looked look look. like he was about to. He was like lining up a step like like a ladder, didn't he? When Billin was yeah. there, and he just, <laughs> he just um, so so demanding, so commanding, wasn't he? But,
0: yeah, he's I, he's like hundred percent. I always feel like Billy's going to be involved whenever he plays. Us like he's going to score, he's going to set up, and um, yeah. I don't know. I wish Hoggy was there. Uh, you know, maybe a bit harder on him at times. So that would have been nice. Maybe kicking out the game.
3: <laughs> anyway, I mean, yeah. how do you do that? Never. No. Um, but you know how, uh, I think the question is, how do we feel about this? Um, I, I'm really, I'm really strange in this cause I do. And I don't feel downhearted we, well, let's be honest. We're useless away at Bournemouth all the time. Anyway, so eight, eight defeats out of 10. Now we've not won there since 2007. It's just not a good place for us to go. Uh, and they are the best team in the league. So, uh, at, you know, at the moment anyway, I, so I feel like we've got no right to be disappointed with the result really. And it's just one of those where you just go, all right, never mind, move on. Um but I think I wanted to just see a little bit more against one of the top three sides from us. You know, we we got pasted in we against Fulham. That was very early on in the season. Um, but I think I just wanted to see a little bit more just to feel like, you know, when I talked to uh, you know, Johnny on Radio Leeds before, it was it was mostly he was pointing towards, you know, the top six, you know, how close are Huddersfield town to the top six. And I think Really, I looked at this game and I thought, you know what, this is actually quite a good barometer, barometer to sort of measure how good we are and, you know, how um, how close to the top six and the top end we are. And I think we're a fair way off on, on that showing. I know it's only one game and, you know, you probably take the Fulham game into account. But I think I'm kind of just like, all right, never mind. Let's move on to the next group of games. But I think there's just a slight disappointment that we didn't really lay a glove on them as well and and look a bit closer to a a top six side than maybe we are but I think I think I'll Sorry, I think I'll get over that very quickly to be honest it's interesting
4: you talk about the top six Matt, because I think what's quite clear so far this season is that the top three um, are kind of far superior to everyone else in the league and I'm sure we come going to discuss it but kind of the, the, the league table at the moment kind of is it position 5th to 11 just separated by goal difference you could throw a blanket over all those teams of very much much-or-muchness I, I, I think on that evidence you probably can't say we're any closer or any further away from the top six because Bournemouth uh, so far heads and shoulders but everyone else um, do I think we're going to finish in the playoffs no probably not I think kind of over the course of the season it will be better teams than us but I'm not sure it's the, a the great barometer for the top six either
0: No I, I agree like you you hit the nail on the head for me Sai earlier it's how we respond to this you know Millwall on Saturday next week they're on the same points as us 21 and they had a good win against Stoke, you know, who beat us earlier in the season. And I think this is the this is the thing about Carlos. And, we, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to be too negative on this because I agree, like, I think Bournemouth are a good team. We kind of need to look at this in isolation unless we kind of go on a bad run. Because, you know, not to put the negativity in everyone's head, but we're, we're I think, given how bad the second half of last season was, if we start going on a losing run, you know, Carlos hasn't got that kind of, faith in the bank even though we have had a good start to the season so so it's a good test and I think um, you know the team is a lot better this season I think we can all agree and uh, I'll be really intrigued to see the Millwall game you know I I know we'll probably come on to it but I think we're a bit unlucky against Birmingham you know Birmingham I I bet they couldn't believe they got a point I was at that game so uh, as as I've said this season every game I've gone to this season has been dreadful um, or we're not going to win so uh, sorry for that Jonah 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 first so um, yeah, no, it's, it's really important. I think um, yeah, I agree with you. I can't really read too much into this, to be honest, because I think lots of teams will lose to Bournemouth, you know when they go play them away. So yeah, interesting kind of kind of runner of games coming up, and uh, you know I, I I fancy you know Tom Lee's has been good. I, I don't think he had the worst game yesterday. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see how this this team
3: gets on. Um, you know, <laughs> let's hope it's not uh, it's not at the start of a bad run. Mm, let me just quantify that a bit more as well. the The top six comment was more, more of a top six side with a shot at going up rather than just you know qualifying and and not having a not having a fair chance if you like at sixth place. But um, there is that, and I think really what I wanted to see was as maybe trade a bit with Bournemouth. I don't mind losing that game, but I would have liked to have been a bit closer to them if you like rather than just being completely swept aside, which we were really in the first first hour. But you know, like I say, you, you can point to this being a one-off really, you know, we don't do well at Bournemouth, you know. It's you can you can set it down by itself in isolation. But I think you're right. That the next cluster of games will be really interesting. Um but instead of us, I think I think the only other thing as well, which I thought was maybe we needed to be a little bit more street smart as well at the start of the game, you know, which goes with, you know, the challenge for the penalty. And uh I think sometimes we just need to um if, we, if we're up against it, we just need to shit house a bit better, you know, um, put the ball out of play, uh, niggle, you know, uh, give, you know, give free kicks away, slow the game down. Remember Tommy Elphick away at Bright, uh, where was it? Brentford, wasn't it? Where he fouled Ollie Watkins and laid on him for about 30 seconds, you know, in that one, no win under Danny Calley you know, little things like that, um, which we haven't, which we don't really do under Carlos. And part of me likes that, that we're a bit more honest, but other part when we, when we lose to, uh, you know, them and things, just sort of things. Maybe we just need to add that to our bow at some point, whereby we just, you know, stay in games and uh, by just being a little bit darker on, on occasions. But that's it, really. We'll we'll happen to move on from Bournemouth. Yeah,
0: just I do think it's not not to um make excuses for Town, but to give away penalties so early in the game and to be one nil down and then two nil down, you know, not not long after the game plan goes out the window, doesn't it? Really, and I agree, Matt. You know. It's not a five-nil, you know, like last season. So we've been, we conceded less. So I suppose that's an improvement. But um, yeah, we we said it at the start of the season. I, I know we've had a good start, but like going back to your early point, I didn't really fancy town for the playoffs, even when we were doing
3: well. Um, no, I don't. But when you're there, you kind of can't help. Oh no, you no, can't And yeah. I
0: think we w- we were talking about it um, the other day. I think to be honest, because this we know what the championships like. I won't. If we are still around you know the, the top 10 in january um we saw what barnsley did like just get an amazing line player in and that can kind of get mm-hmm. you in and around there you know and I, I think town have probably got the foundation if if that was to happen maybe getting a bit ahead of myself here there's a lot of games to play between now and january but wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility you know i think
3: um it could. Well, happen- there's a ba- there's a basic there's like a, a basic ingredient of a good side isn't there there mm. And there's a lot, there's a lot of um, good things. There's a solid base to build on for sure, you know. And um, Daryl DK really moved Barnsley to another level, didn't he? And it, I, I would think it would take that kind of player for us. But oh, we'll see, we'll see what happens, you know. When uh, when January rolls around, well, yeah. think Meepo
4: could be that player. We
3: have to I see him know. first, don't
4: we?
0: Yeah, we. I think that's a good point, sir. We don't know, do we? Because he's not really played. I, I asked um, Stephen Chicky when he came on to one of our previous shows, and it's just. I don't know. I just don't think he's, he's ready um, from the sounds of it. There's that break clause in January, but I think, as, mm. as Stephen mentioned, it's two, what, two months now? You know, two like two and a bit months. So, you know, we've got midweek games coming up. So I'd like to see more from him. You know, we've only seen him for the last 10 minutes in games and then sometimes he's not even on the bench. So
3: mm. um, I always thought this would be a slow burner, to be honest, even when we signed him, you know, the, with the... Ex- the experience yet, well, the lack of experience behind him. I always thought this might be a slow burner. So, no, oh, definitely, it could I mean, be. It could be, to be fair. But yeah, yeah just no yet.
0: you know, it's tricky with loans, isn't it? Because for every Levi Colwell, you know, um, who comes in and does well, or Emil smith is you know, a, a player I love talking about, a lo- loans, you know, for well, I don't need to tell you guys, but a lot of loans are just about them getting experience, so they don't always work out. You know, even if he's just kind of been playing around the side, that's probably experience for him for West Ham he's not necessarily going to hit the ground running but we need to see him don't we you know I think um, Ward's blown a bit hot and cold Campbell's not scored yet very unlucky against Birmingham I thought and um, thought he deserved to start in this game uh, but I don't know we'll see Long, long way to go
3: Right, never mind us. Let's uh, find out what everyone else thought of this game. So what we like to do after the game is we like to throw it out to you guys and you guys tell us what you made of, of the game. We didn't get many replies, to be honest, on this one. I think that was mainly down to, you know, how we feel. It's, it's just, you know, you, you go to the best team in the league, you lose, it happens, you know, you move on very quickly, don't you? Um, So I think I think a lot of people were feeling that way. So um, the response we got, Neil Berry says, a poor performance, but it's fine, I can't get a mid-table finish if we keep winning, which is true. Uh Turton is struggling at this level. Saar was just being Saar. Toffolo way off the level he's set since he arrived. Time to have a look at Ruffles. Time for Sorber to have a bit of a break off the bench. Uh so there's a couple of questions there. We'll look at we'll take the Ruffles one because I've got something on Sorber and Sinani shortly. But um Josh Ruffles, uh Tuffalo missed part of preseason, didn't he? Uh, due to COVID. Uh, we've seen before the effects of missing what the effects of missing preseason can have on players uh i thought toffler was starting to come back into a bit of form prior to the birmingham game um and then he's maybe had a bit of a bit but to, to be honest i think when you look at saturday i don't think you can really pinpoint anybody who wasn't a five out of ten type performance five or six out of ten i, I don't think anybody was really that bad and i don't think anyone was good either um so i think it, i think you can just roll them all in together um we'll see in this next run but you know it is interesting Ruffles is now fit isn't he So, or fitter so uh, I think there, there may be opportunities for Ruffles coming up in the next while I don't know what you guys think
4: Yeah I mean I think um, I was a bit disappointed with Topful the back post the third goal I was a bit weak there actually a bit stronger could have kind of put more of a challenge in but by and large he's, he's been good I've kind of quite a big fan actually and, um, since he joined the club I think he's been a good sign in Ruffles will probably expect to play more than what Jaden Brown did. And I think we've signed Ruffles as direct competition for Toffolo, as opposed to someone who's going to be happy to sit and play in the B team, for example. And in that sense, he probably does need an opportunity at some point, but whether that's straight away or whether Toffolo deserves a few more games, I'm not so sure. Probably a few more games for me.
0: Hmm. I think um, something I noticed in the Birmingham game was, I think this season Toffler's, you know, we know how good Toffler can be because he sets high standards for himself. Um, I think there was an opportunity, I can't remember who passed to him. Toffler had an opportunity to shoot and he just delayed it and then passed it and I just think if he's more kind of in a good run like we've seen where he can do, I think he has a crack. I'm not saying it goes in but I just kind of thought, oh, he doesn't,
3: I didn't really get the confidence there. I know Birmingham were that's in contrast to the Luton one, isn't it? Because you remember Luton where he got in a really good position where there were people on the back post and he had a shot, didn't he? And um, he probably shouldn't have had a shot and sent it to the back post. But that's almost in contrast. So you wonder if that maybe played on his mind you know, mm. at that point. So
0: Yeah. Ruffles is interesting, though, because obviously um, at the start of the season, I I think of all the signings we made, I thought that was the one that would probably, you know, in terms of transition, probably work the best because he was very attacking he um, got, what was it, like six goals from, from left wing back? I know Toffolo's...
3: A lot of headers, weren't they?
0: A lot of headers, yeah. yeah. I, I wonder. I think Hart, David Hart, we are talking about it. I wonder if we can see a scenario where Toffolo and Ruffles actually playing the same side, you know, maybe push Toffolo further forward or vice versa. I think Ruffles actually played left wing in season,
3: didn't he? I think Toffolo um, could play left centre back, you know, hmm. potentially. And he played there as a youth player for Norwich, didn't he? So um he could potentially, and he's what, six foot... You know, not in a. I wouldn't put him as centre back in a back four by any stretch, but in a back three, there's there's opportunity for him to carry the ball out and do what he does there as well, isn't there? And Ruffles could play. It's actually a position where we're a
4: bit overstocked, though, isn't it? In that we've got yeah, Coleman both above you know, you know, that position. He's not going to get ahead of them anytime soon. Had it been uh, the right hand side of defence, the then, then maybe, but
3: he's not good. You know, good point. He's, he's very left footed, isn't he? So he's probably not going to play on the right side. But you know, hmm. Roman edmonds Green will probably do that job when he comes back, but. But longer term, well, you know, when Colwell goes back, you know, there's maybe the opportunity. And Harry Toffler still got to sign that new contract yet. So if you're listening, Harry, sign the bloody contract. There we go. Yeah. I have to get that in every week. That's my disc- every week for Harry. It's um, Tuffler. I think to
0: to maybe give a positive for for the people listening though. Um, like you know, Toffler hasn't had the best start of the season. I think we've talked previously about Kroma, not really living up to the heights last season. I know he's still young, but I think that shows you how. Um much how better the squad depth is this season you know because we couldn't you know if Toffolo was off form last season and Caron was off form we couldn't carry him Um I'm not saying you know mm, it's still early point. days but to be where we are and not have everyone hit high form and obviously we can t- we've talked about the strikers I think that shows you how important the recruitment has been so far this season Um they, they both had Covid pre-season so I think uh, yeah. that's also another thing, oh yeah. yeah and we don't know the effects of long Covid it affects everyone differently don't they so yeah, yeah who's to say Um Well, Tuffalo, come
3: on here. Have a chat to us. We'd we'd like it. Uh, Shall we crack on? Uh, Clark Eastwood says, a game that, like Fulham, emphasised the golfing class available to the best clubs at this level. Town are one of the 18 teams who could finish anywhere in this league. Shouldn't lose sight of where we have put ourselves and not overanalyze after a defeat to a much superior side. I think that pretty much echoes what we're saying, doesn't it? Mm. You know, we, we have to delve into it a little bit. Otherwise, we might as well James Alexander Gordon read out the result and move on. But, you know, I think that's pretty much right, isn't it? We got beat by a better team. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And um, I spoke to Justin Peach from uh, the second tier the other day and he was out uh, how impressed he's been with town. And I think the thing is as well, there's, there's, work, there's so many work more poorer teams in this league than us. So, you know, not that we're thinking about relegation. That's not what we should be thinking about. But, um, you know, could be a
3: lot worse. Well, like I said, let's, uh, let's try and think of the positives. And uh, positive as well. Luton are in the playoffs now. And if they finish there, uh, you, you know your sidekick Josh will be pretty upset, won't he, after uh, his staunch opposition of them uh, being the surprise side this year? So there we go. Um, um, Gamer James FM says, Glad to get that one out of the way. Not as big a defeat as I was fearing. Would have been interesting to see what would have happened had Ward uh, not been wrongly flagged for his goal. On to the next one, which is true. Uh, Dag Barnett says, Although things have undoubtedly improved on last season, that was a reminder we have work to do. Need to bounce back next week. Uh, HDFC dreams says Tough luck could do with the rest. Has been off it for a number of games. Miss Sinani's direct play and set pieces. <sighs> Dreamsy, I thought you were having a, a bash at Sinani not so long since, but there we go. Love, uh, love makes absence makes the heart grow fonder, as they say. So there you go. Uh, and then Stephen Murray says Turton and Pearson together doesn't really work. Um, and uh, Marcus Bramley re- replied to him says think any backline would have probably struggled today, which is which is <laughs> true. Uh, and then. Steven said perhaps, but it just backs up what we've said before. Nothing against either player. Just think they probably don't work well together. Uh both need too much time on the ball. Uh once they've exchanged a couple of passes, they're under pressure. Um so oh, um yeah, thanks for everyone for getting in, in touch with us though.
4: How uh, how close is Pippa to returning? Do we know?
3: Yeah, he starts running, uh, starts some ball work, I think, uh either last week or this week coming. So I think November will be. We'll probably start seeing Pippa return, which would be good. Uh, because it'll be interesting, different option there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we're going to move on to uh, another chat here. Uh, so the Birmingham game, we didn't really do any post match stuff with Birmingham, but we'll probably not stay on this too long either because it again, nil nil, not the most exciting game to dwell on. Uh, a game town should probably have won. I think, I think mm. one nil to town would have been the fair result on the day. Although Lee Boyer seems to think they could have won the game, but you know, we know what we think of Lee Boyer, don't we? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So.
3: Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, we hit the post twice. Campbell, I think, the, you know, Campbell's hit the post and I saw a few people having a pop at him, but I think there's a really good footing by the defender, you know, just before Campbell strikes the ball, which just shifts it slightly and Campbell just doesn't quite get as clean a contact as maybe what he was looking for. Uh, you know, and then he hit an absolute beast against the post and, and and that shot from Lewis was right behind that shot from Lewis O'Brien on the right foot. And I still swear to this moment that went into the top corner and, and went through the net. It just it just seemed impossible that it didn't go in the goal. It was such a clean strike. It was it was fantastic. But, you know, it was, uh, Town have had their little weaknesses, haven't they, this season against teams that set up with that low block back five like Birmingham and, you know, two defensive midfielders and Birmingham just looked to hook the ball forward and, you know, tacked in there through Jukovic and then run off him. And it was very basic, but it works really against us. But I have to say that Town have really struggled against that prior. But I think on this occasion, we did actually still create opportunities to win the game. So, even though nil-nil, slightly disappointing, and there were a few boos in the crowd, but I st- I thought that was all for the referee, to be honest. But oh, he was—he had a shocker. Sorry, mate. We've, we've had three stinkers in a row, mate. I thought the one against Hull was worth, one of the worst performances I've seen for a long time. But and yeah. then, but anyway,
0: I don't—I um, don't want to blame the ref, but obviously, I was—I was at the Birmingham game. I'm about um, to blame the ref. <laughs> yeah. But That's
3: what we do. We blame the ref.
0: He completely lost control. I think the worst, the worst thing is when they just spend ages making a decision and then they just, like, there were so many opportunities where he just went for the safe option. He's like, oh, is it a corner? Mm-hmm. No, I'll give it as a goal kick. And I think he lost yeah. control. And I think Town last season lose that game, to be honest. Um, but I think the positives from that was I, I never really felt like Birmingham were going to score. I think, you know, we they just hoofed it at every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, not to, cri- to criticise that because, you know, that's.
3: No, they're in a rut. They need to do what well, they need to do, don't they? Yeah. Cozzy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win, order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Yeah, and They, they have better strikers than us on paper. You know, Troy Dini, Jukovic, Scott Hogan. Um, but yeah, I just didn't really feel like they were ever going to score. I think um, I think if people were criticizing Campbell, I think that was unfair because he came on and I think he it made a, put a real yeah. effort. You know, he yeah. battled. Um, I think it was because I was, it was right near the corner or I sit. Um, you know, George Friend hassled him and harried him and won that free. You know, free kick right near the corner. And you know, on another day, I I think one of those uh, goals goes in and we win that game one 0 And I think people would be like, "That's a good performance." I, I do think it's just one of them. Obviously, now that we've lost to Bournemouth, you are kind of like oh. But um, I think we were unlucky not to win it, really. But the ref, the ref played his part in that because he just lost control, and I think it's always difficult in that. You know, I yeah.
3: should have had a few more yellow cards, I think. Um, that was what I what annoyed me was he booked Colwell for something, and yeah. then they did the exact same thing in the second half, and he didn't book them. And then that same player then nobbled Louis O'Brien and didn't get booked again. And I think that was the annoying thing, the inconsistency. But you know, hopefully we won't see him again for a while. I, I think if you t- get enchanted, you don't know what you're doing
0: like two or three times on separate occasions during the game. I think you know the rest had a bit of a shocker. Not just for town for both sides. I you know I think Birmingham yeah, well. it was just yeah, shocker. But um right, anyway. I can't blame the
4: one. It's interesting you say, Brady that last year we would have lost that game. Because I think for me under David Wagner, in that promotion season, we'd have found a way to win that win that game. Mm. And I think to come back to the conversation we had at the top around. How close our Huddersfield Town to promotion contenders to top six contenders? It's those sorts of games that I think, again, when we got promoted, that we would have found a way to win, and um, we didn't. And, and I think, kind of, we'll see where we finish coming in the season. But that might be something that we reflect back on and think we could have eked out an extra couple of points there.
3: Mm. Yeah, I think so. It was point. Um, uh, so there's just one one thing that i wanted to discuss really and it's more of just a general thing that i've noticed um it's slightly negative but we can spin it anywhere and in any way which way we want you know it's what we do um so i've noticed that we've only scored in two of our last seven games um and just really if we've got any concerns really we're, we've uh we failed to create so i had a look on on a couple of stats websites and they usually quantify or qualify certain chances as big chances don't they you know I think that you call that clear-cut Oh, I think other ones call it clear-cut chances and some call it big mm-hmm. chances. I think there's a slight difference between the two. Um, so I had a look through and um, we've failed to create what is classed as a big chance in three of those seven games and only one in three of the others. Uh, against Blackburn, we created five. We, we, were, we were excellent against Blackburn. That was a fun game. Um, is creativity a concern for you guys at the minute? I mean, Sorba Thomas looks uh, just looks a little bit jaded for me, uh, against Birmingham, I thought Pedersen did really well on him. Pedersen's one of the best left backs in the league, anyway. You know, he's a he's a top class player. Is Pederson? Um, when he moved forward, he looked maybe a bit livelier. But I think Saber's Sauber's been wonderful this year. You know, he's such a such a great story as well, and he's so much fun to watch. Uh, but the last few games, you just feel, you know, started seeing him it like he was holding his back against Bournemouth for quite a bit, and then I think against Birmingham, he went down. He was holding his uh, knee or hamstring. I'm just starting to wonder if maybe it's now time to maybe rotate him out for just a game or two, just to bring that freshness back. You know, I'm not talking about dropping him. I'm just on about trying to maybe just rest him a little bit to try and bring him in when he's a bit more at peak level. Uh, And Sinani as well, you know, both players, it's no coincidence, both players go away and play, into. you know, gone away and played international games. Either Sinani plays a lot for Luxembourg, you know, they'll play, if they've got two games in a week, he'll play 180 minutes, you know, he's their best player. So, you know, they're probably our most two creative outlets, would you say mostly from set pieces, but um. Yeah, so two goal, you know, two games where we scored seven. Uh, sorry, in seven games we scored twice, and I looked at that and I was like, "Oh, that's a bit surprising." Um, so it, it was a surprise to me, but it's a trend, you know, and it's a trend I don't really like. So um, I'm just wondering if you guys have noticed it, and um, does it worry you, or is it just one of these swings and roundabouts things?
4: I think, from my point of view, it's is it a concern? Not overly right now. Would I like us to create more? Of course, I would. We've got a positive goal difference. And for Yay. years, we've had a positive goal difference. And naturally, as fans, we always want more, don't we? We always, to, we always want us to be better. But relative to where we have been, I can notice that improvement. You do feel as though the creativity pins on or rests on two or three players' shoulders. The people who you mentioned there um, probably a chroma to that as well. And there is probably quite a lot of expectation, particularly around Salva Thomas, for someone who is quite quickly lot, out uh,
3: of, let's be national. honest, he's getting more attention as well now in terms of defense. You yeah. know, people are doubling up on yeah. him as well. We've got to give, got to give him that as well because he's he's taking on two players now. Never mind one.
4: Yeah, and I, I think in an ideal world, yeah, he probably were actually kind of starting from the bench in the next game. or give him a rest. He's played a lot of football in quite short succession. At the same time, who do you bring in? It's quite difficult. As plays that right wing, if yeah. yeah. he plays That's in that me, right Pippa wing backspace, back, space, then then maybe you do, but. Realistically, until that happens, I think we're probably going to see quite a lot of them. To be honest,
0: mm. I think um, we're sober as well. Obviously, everyone, even uh, people who don't support town, loving the journey that it's come from. But you know,
3: yes he, was playing,
0: he was playing non-league in January, and I think yeah. when they signed him at the time, the club mentioned that, or I think he mentioned that, you know, he's going to train like to be training properly because he was only training a couple of times a week when he's playing for Wood. So. I think he, I think you're right, Matt. I could I would rotate him. Um, you know, he's played a lot of football, and we just, the thing is, with young players. You don't want them to get burnout and like them beat. Yeah, I'm mean, just worried about is-
3: last season's side because you know, last season we got to December, didn't we? And we had Carol Lighting who hadn't played a lot of games. You know, his hamstring went twang. We had Josh Caroma's hamstring went, and then we had we had about four or five soft tissue injuries that happened in games, didn't we? Not in training, but in games. And I'm just I think that's just at the back of my mind now and you see Sober hold things and you just think, ooh, you know, just maybe hopefully learn from last year. And Because if his hamstring goes and he's out for four months like Josh Karoma was last year, then we've got a bit of an issue, haven't we? Yeah,
4: Rolando Aarons was what I was going to mention. He obviously has been injured up until this point, but featured on the bench for the last two or three games, hasn't he? But not played any part. Would I want, I, given a choice, which which are the two I want in the team, I'd probably pick Sauber Thomas hands down any day. We probably need, do need to use a squad a bit better going forward to avoid those sorts of injuries that you mentioned and mm-hmm. keep the one that does feature a bit more. You would have thought he's,
3: play, he's played wing back before, he's played full back before as Rolando, Aaron so that's probably a good shout actually. Because Aaron Rowe obviously he's done the same, but he's injured as well, so Aaron's is probably the only other one you could look at isn't he so yeah it's a show, yeah.
4: So. I, I think in the beating games we've been playing John Russell in a more forward position look I wouldn't claim to be an expert I, I as a don't team know team what is. type of footballer John Russell is and how close he is to to the first team right now but from bits I have read they've been quite complimentary of him albeit admittedly by the Huddersfield Town kind of <laughs> internal team so you would expect it to be but um, he might probably see bit more of as well at some point in the near
3: future yeah he's a, he's a big strong big strong running type he's, he's a bit of a a bit of a sort of a loftus cheek kind of, you know, we come from came from Chelsea, you know, that sort of six three, uh, big frame, uh, who can play, you know, sort of attacking number ten. I think he's played wide of the front three and and behind as a ten. So yeah, I yeah, think he it, might um, he might come through as well.
0: Played for Aston Stanley, didn't he last season? Like twenty appearances, so maybe, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you mentioned Sinani, Matt. Um, I I think the interesting one was obviously was it Luton where if he plays that pass a bit quicker, it goes to the corona, the corona, and it's probably through. I feel Sonani's just. He needs a goal, you know. I, I think he needs a goal, and and I think he'll kind of grow in confidence. He's had a couple of, you know, he had a really good shot against Birmingham. Um, you know, he's been a bit
3: unlucky. Maybe had some chances. He should have scored. I think at that Everton. Everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, There's just, another one. There's another one, wasn't they at home as well? Yeah. On his right foot, same, similar. Yeah. Thing. yeah, I think he,
0: he needs a goal, and I could see him improving. And you, I, I'd completely forgotten, um, until you mentioned it, but you know, Aaron Rowe, you know, Pippa, as we've talked about, like they, we will have options in the next month or so. And, um, I think Russell's an interesting one, but we have got some, I would say, potentially winnable games. have got Peterborough after the Millwall game, and you know, Cardiff we, we, we
3: don't it. do very well at Peterborough, that's another place we don't always do very well at. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't quite get my hopes no, 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 it's, it's true, just but, you know, one of those like, places where we I've still got PTSD about George Boyd smashing it from over the halfway line past Alex Smithers you know that was they had a good side actually but player of the team not there not the, <laughs> not the, yeah, not the player and not yeah, the no, it's its interesting I don't, i think at the,
0: at the end of the transfer window in the summer I think we all said we're missing that lighting type player don't think that's changed I think what surprised me and I'll be completely honest is you know, playing the 4-3, sorry, 3-4-3. Um, we kind of don't need it as much as maybe we did last season, but I do think there's there's games where you, you do miss that player and, you know, I, I'm already talking about January, but that's a position I'd be looking, you know, looking at if we can bring in because you can't get all your business done in, in one window. Um, that's somewhere I'd look because I, I think, you know, they're so hard to get, but they, you know, I think, like you said, Birmingham, if you have a player like on the pitch, maybe that helps us win the game um that's where i'd be looking because i do think we miss it we miss missing you know um me and you Matt. have you know we'll continue to get a campaign to get Moy to come back from uh, china to put <laughs> I, Town. I, even I you, like, I'll, I'll, I'll go pick be him up
3: ready. i will go pick him up in cargo you know cargo <laughs> <laughs> uh simon how do you think jordan Ro- you know jordan rhodes will be you know uh coming back soon brady's mentioning we will have options in the next month and jordan rhodes is likely to be one of them. Danny Ward, like he's, I think I can't. One of you said he blew hot and cold in you earlier, which is which is completely true. Um, Fraser Campbell's, you know, works hard, doesn't he? But you know, Fraser Campbell's one of those where he, uh, he he's better when he's off the ball than he is on it, if you like. Uh, so Jordan Rhodes is a really interesting one to bring back in. You know, he was he had his back issues didn't he at the start of the season when he played against Derby. How do you think he fits into this 3-4-3? Three, because three? we do push players closer to the front man now than leave them isolated. If you leave Jordan Rhodes isolated, it's, you're playing with 10 men, aren't you? So, But do you see him improving our options up front or do you think he brings different problems and not the complete solution, if you know what I mean?
4: I think in terms of the type of profile of football, he's probably more of a natural finisher than what Danny Ward and Fraser Campbell are. But he's not overly dissimilar in his type of play he's not really going to run beyond defences or anything like that so look, it's always great to have another option but I don't see it fundamentally changing the way we approach games uh, or potentially the results of games either in truth it's interesting to say kind of he's coming back I'm not sure to what extent he'll be involved there was he was around for the start of the season but was on the bench if I remember correctly now he may have been partially injured at the time and that would be why but he wasn't the first name on the team sheet, kind of back in August, from what I remember. I think they've only thrown into the mix is obviously Mepo as well as I mentioned previously. Someone who's not yet been involved, but arrived at the club with lots of fanfare, and certainly in the time that I've watched him come off the bench, hasn't really made an impact. And I think it's where Brady's quite interesting talks about kind of almost strengthening that number ten position or that kind of creative midfield position in January. Assuming everyone stays fit and John and Rose come back, we're going to be heavily overloaded at almost in, in those kind of striker positions. We've got the four that we've mentioned plus Karuba can play in that position. I'm not sure we'll necessarily need Mipo going forward if he's not going to be able to make the starting squad and potentially he returns. And we look to kind of use that money and, and strengthening the midfield area instead.
3: Mm-hmm. and also as well a name that we've not mentioned Brady, Kean Harrett's got, I think he's got is 8-8 eight eight or 10-10 or something, he's got a goal a game anyway for the B team at the minute he's he's not done very, you know, he didn't get much of a chance at Harrogate um, Geisley, I don't think it really worked brilliantly for him at that level, but you know he's the goal scoring pedigree is there he's got good strength, you know, so he seems to be improving, so again that's another option and Kieran Phillips is out on loan do it, scoring a couple of goals for Walsall here and there, so there are, there are options potentially moving forward
0: yeah, I think we've um, just go back to Rhodes as well. I feel, um, you know, that Birmingham game, Rhodes' type of play you maybe want to bring on for the last 10, 15. Yeah, After yeah. Being in that role, you know, when you do need a goal um, and you're going to just put it in the box, put it in the area. Because like Sai said, we know what Rhodes offers and it's just in the box and not much else. Um, yeah, Mipa's... Well, we talked about Mipa, that's an interesting one. Harrah, maybe, you know, I think for me... I think you can see people's roles are a bit more clear this season like I think Fraser's very much like the striker you play in an away game because he you know like you say he's off the ball work he's great um, I know that's not necessarily what you want from a striker but the he's pest. Yeah, it's a pest he's a pest I'd hate to I've said it on the previous show I'd hate if I was a defender to play against Fraser Campbell just be not because he's <laughs> going to get free against me but just because it'd be you'd be, all be game.
3: muddy you'd be bruised you'd be scratched exactly he's yeah, yeah, a, you know, a pest he's a menace
0: yeah, yeah, and I think if you know, if he had twenty goals the season, I think town fans would absolutely love him because I I love what he brings. Yeah, you know, he played um, for England
3: if he had if he could score twenty goals a year, wouldn't he?
0: Exactly. <laughs> so. Um, oh, well, he's got he's got an England cap. Um, nice. yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think um, what, uh, it's, it's, it's it's hard with Danny Ward because like if that if that goal counted. Um, you know, because I actually thought that was a good finish, you know, like, because Garoma... reacted well. The yeah, reacted and, uh, well. Yeah, reacted well. So, I don't know. You just... It doesn't really matter now, but we've always had issues with strikers at town the last couple of years, and you, you just want someone to go on a run, really, don't you? Um, uh, even, I just don't really see it
3: happening. Even Naki, 16, 17, only got, uh, was it 10? I think it 10 yeah, or it 11, didn't he? Yeah, But his, his role was more as a false nine, wasn't it? Dropping deep and linking rather than... Yeah, good. it wasn't Kachunga top scorer for us that season. Yeah, yeah Kachunga's like top scorer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Nakia. Nakia, I've even only got nine league goals at year. I'm going to mm. look that up while you two talk.
0: But, you know, I think what is interesting as well, we talk about, um, you know, strikers, but I, I, I think I saw a stat the other day where Huddersfield Town and the team, in all four leagues, that have got the most, uh, the highest number of different goal scorers. So, you know, uh, maybe... 12, is it 12?
3: Something 12, on.
0: yeah, so... <laughs> You know, this system, maybe you don't need a 20-goal-a-season striker. Um But yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's tricky. You know, obviously, we've, we've just lost at Bournemouth and it's, you don't want to be too negative. But that's why I think this run coming up is, is quite important. You know, like I say, Millwall are a good team. Um They'll be a bit like Birmingham, I imagine, when they play us because we're at home. And then, obviously, you've got Peterborough. Uh, and then you have got Cardiff. You know, Mick McCarthy might
3: not be in the job by then. He's uh, been sacked, after- mate. He's gone. He's gone. Oh, he's gone. Gone.
0: All oh, right. Okay. Well, there you go.
3: Always, always happens when they come up to play us isn't it? And then the, there's a. Oh,
0: brilliant! Yeah, it's like um,
3: the rebound. Kind of but he's gone. Bit, yeah, yeah. He went after the game. Oh, did it. Okay,
0: well, mm. that's what I missed. Thanks for that. <laughs> if anyone else did not know, <laughs> big mix gone. Um, yeah, that's I don't cool. know. I don't know, we'll see. Well, let's let's move on, because clearly I, I, I'm I not up to date.
3: <laughs> ten, 10 goals Naki Wells got in that season. He got 10 league goals that year, which again, that's quite low for Naki, but Naki is your, at that point would have been a 20-goal striker if you'd have played him as that frontline line yeah. striker. But, you know, we didn't.
0: He was my return to the Mac pick this week. I'd, I'd love him back, to be fair. Um, Naki,
3: yeah, only on loan for me. know with his age and what have you but yeah um but anyway uh I think that's all I've really got to talk about in terms of football unless you guys want to bring anything to the table. Uh no not really thinking about it. You've got something haven't you Brady I I can see.
0: No I was I was just I was gonna like. this is normally on the preview show where we do something silly like play a game. Uh, I don't know just but um no
3: I'm not really is that I realize that's the Channel 4 News, but it's the only thing I've got. Which... Uh, right, okay, so I have decided I'm going to copy the second-tier podcast. If you don't listen to the second-tier podcast, you should do it. It's pretty good. Um, so what they have on there is they have a quiz game called Simon Grayson's Hateful Eight, and I'm even going to call it Simon Grayson's Hateful Eight because I'm blatantly stealing it. So I was mortified when our very own Richard Cosmala didn't know who George Brown was. George Brown, the all-time top goal scorer of Huddersfield Town Football Club. Okay, hundred years ago but so i thought you know what i'm gonna to have to do more quizzes on the podcast and cosy must have got wind of that somehow because he's uh, he's he's not doing this one <laughs> so i'm sorry but you two are going to be collateral damage to my uh, to my quiz game so
4: you could be on your own next week then that quite quickly <laughs>
3: <laughs> i know just be me reading the, reading the scores so. out uh, right so what i've decided so simon great grayson's hateful eight how this works uh, is Um, you two work together on this one. So you take it in turns to, um, you know, uh, I bring you a topic. So if I said to Brady, let me make something up off the top of my head like Ryan does. So if I said, can you name uh, four players that were signed for over £1 million by Huddersfield Town, Brady would say? Chris Fashimler. And Simon would say? Boyd. Yeah, there you go. So that's how it works. And then, you know, so you try and get up to the eight, you know. So, um, right. So we've got eight Answers here, and my question this week is: Can you name Huddersfield Town's penalty scorers in the playoff win over Sheffield United in 2012? I didn't go too harsh this time. So, Town won eight seven. There were eight scorers. Who wants to go first? Brady
0: No, because I did this really confidently um, on the previous show. cuts uh, from.
4: Smithies.
3: Alex Smithies is one. Yeah. So. Si? I was going. To play. <laughs> right. Seven left. Simon Copp It's because it's because the first three missed, isn't it? That's what always gets me. So you're like, oh, just remember now. Right. Nope. Simon. <laughs> oh God. He didn't even play for us that day, man. Oh. You know what? I'm gonna ignore that you said that, Simon. I'm gonna let you continue. Uh, no, no.
4: Pastor Brady. Hang on. I need to think. Let's get my head together.
3: No. No googling. Right, 2012. Peltier gone by then. So, one, 2012. One player still plays for us, since then, Matt. Yeah, one player still plays for us. One player still plays for us. So, um, there you go. Who scored a penalty in 2012?
0: Um, is, um, it mean, is it Main? It yeah, it's you. It's you, definitely you, Brady.
3: Look Sean it. Morrison. Did he score? Sean Morrison did score. Simon, stop yeah. looking on your phone. Who are you going for? <laughs> oh God, fucking hell! Who scored <laughs> for us from 2012? And we've talked about him about five minutes ago. Hilkington. I can't say. He didn't play for us either. Simon, <laughs> you're out. You're out. I'm not giving you any more chances. Jordan Good. Brady, it's you. Rhodes. Jordan Rhodes was the one I was trying to tell you about, Simon. Right. Um, right. Who else? Brady? Simon's out now, so you've got to keep going.
4: Yeah, you'll keep, keep going, going, Brady. Good lad.
3: Rhodes, Rhodes Morrison and uh, smoothies. Uh, oh, There's a really iconic goal as well. The first one to score was quite iconic with him screaming at the Huddersfield town crowd. Pick Pitfall. Deer Clark. You've got four left. Jack on. Careful how we say that, but yes, he was. Three ah. remaining. Three remaining. One of them was one of my favourite players at the time. Really good winger. Gary Roberts. Gary Roberts smashed it down the middle. He was one. So you've got two left. One of them, his career went so badly wrong that he ended up at Bradford City for a little while. And the other ones ended up in at Rangers. If he's still there. Oh, um, Scott Arfield. Scott Arfield leaves you one. Oh, went to Bradford. He actually it appeared does. on Towns' uh, is it show last season, review show, like they do the um, post-match and uh pre-match, post-match and he ended up on the, one of those shows that, on the Fieldtown YouTube channel. This oh. year, I can't remember if it's this season, but it's definitely this calendar year. Si,
0: so, do you know what it is? I don't know because so I'd look at my phone
3: here.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't before. You'll never get this. He's one, oh, of those,
3: he's one of those players that played fullback, and you could never tell if he was right or left-footed because they, oh. were, they were like equally as...
0: Is he the Scottish one? He's not, no. Oh.
3: He's a Scouser. I think of Dixon. No, it's yeah. not. It's because it's he came from Scotland, so Brady's thinking he's Scottish, but he's actually a Scouser who did come from Scotland, from I'm going to have to give you 10 seconds. 10 oh, seconds. I
0: don't know. I really don't know.
3: What, like, played left back for us. Yep. Five, four, oh, three. No, I don't know.
0: Two. I don't
3: know. Clogger, I used to, as people used to call him. Yeah. One, no, got... Callum Woods. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have got that Eight. Do you know what? People couldn't tell whether he was right or left-footed and then he stepped up for that penalty and took it right-footed so we, we have to it's safe to assume that Callum Woods was right-footed but you know Huddersfield Town legend for, uh, for, the part, for the part he played there. So there we go. That's uh, Simon Grayson's Hate Late and I will be bringing more history to this podcast um, until you like, get them right. right.
4: I mean, I'm not sure you invite me back after that performance, fair enough but um, if you do invite me back I think me and Brady might quiz you next time rather than putting us on the spot. Yeah. So um... hey,
0: Let's get you in. For, actually, Matt's quite good at this stuff. But, <laughs> well, we'll catch you out, Braden, though, yeah. our words. Uh, remind me who missed for, sorry, if we're talking about this. Who were the first three The uh,
3: first three would have been Alan Lee, um, no. Damien Johnson, and Tommy Miller. Tommy Miller. <laughs> Is that right? Is that right? Tommy Miller went first, uh, Johnson second, Alan Lee third.
0: Is that right, side Based on what you've got on your phone?
3: Yeah,
4: that's what Wikipedia says. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I told you Matt's good at this stuff. So we'll have to, you know, uh, we'll come up with something next time we're on. We'll we'll do a quiz.
3: A revenge. He's quiz. got it on his
4: screen there, Brady. Don't don't kind of. he's got
3: double screens to be fair. Yeah. yeah. I've got three. You guys here. I've got two monitors. On this one, just the uh episode 120 notes. And on that one is currently Naki Wells Transfer Magnet. So there you go. Um, uh, but there we go. So that's that's it really for this week. Thanks guys for for stepping into the breach. Thank you, Brady. And I'm sure you'll be back, won't you, next week with a a preview for Millwall? We will, yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh stay tuned for that. Uh, well I'm sure we'll be a bit more positive. Uh, what
3: what's to say? any special guests lined up?
0: I need to sort that. Um <laughs> so <laughs> I review, you want to be on it? Let's do it live on the pod. No, uh, I'll we'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. Um, I'll try, I'll try and get someone interesting. Uh
3: and Simon again, thanks for booking it. And and congratulations. So people don't know, but you know, you're expecting your first child soon. Uh and so I think what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll gauge opinion on the football forum as to what name we should uh <laughs> baby uh, sober. <laughs> yeah, sober. Sober Copeland's got a great name to it, hasn't it? could be sounds like a Marvel sort of superhero, isn't it? Sober Copeland.
4: I mean, I think it sounds great, but my partner probably
0: won't agree. So, if you had to, if you have to, like, you have to pick right now to name it after one of the town town players this season, who are, are you going for? Putting on spot, I'll oh, No, no, it's got to be from this this team.
4: That's... Don't want to give any secrets away, so Brady.
0: Ah, uh, little little baby, baby Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> to be fake Pearson
3: Pearson, Matilda Pearson. Yeah. So just in case it's a girl. Or, or- oh, I, th- I thought Levi. you might
0: go Levi. Levi. Wow. Mm-hmm. Giving Levi. you ideas. everyone tweet sigh It was some yeah. baby names. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it as this. Like if you yeah, if you let's do it as a Twitter question. If uh, what would you name Sai's baby based on the a town of
3: this season? it has gotta we'll be Sauber, hasn't it? Sauber. Copeland is the winner, isn't it? Surely. Or Turn Turton Copeland. There you go. We'll see. We'll see. This has descended into into nonsense. So we'll call it here. So thanks for everybody for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week. So let's hit the music.
2: There's a team that is dear to its followers. Colours are bright blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all the while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can be the town today? And then the bells will ring summarily And every goal shall be a memory So town, play up and bring that car back to Huddersfield. So town, play up and bring the car back to Huddersfield.
1: about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
3: Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley,
1: great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not Nugget share box, spot on. Order
4: McDelivery now via the McDonald's app. You in.